episode 116 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Ryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, you've got some news that you, you, you might want to reveal that you just told me about. Some news? Some news. I'm blanking, mate. I'm absolutely blanking on that. Oh, no, this is space eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to this is this is a setup of basically being an ambush. In, the, in our offline chat, I said to Kyle, "I might uh, might be up for doing space eyes." Apparently, he's what he's forced me to commit it on air. So it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exclusive live, exclusive folks. Tommy hasn't even told his wife yet. Well, good evening, Captain Arms. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 116, as Carl says. Just to give a bit of context to that, what we were discussing is it's now it's Wednesday the, 7th, Wednesday the 12th of August, and to, yesterday we saw the Frankfurt Marathon get cancelled. Today we saw the Paris Marathon get cancelled. So for, as, I, as you all know, I'm running Wrexham, which is cool. Kyle's doing the 24-hour challenge at the end of August, which is cool. But actually, we've got nothing beyond that. I'm not confident Valencia is going to happen. So, yeah, <laughs> why the yes. hell not? that <laughs> why the hell not why the hell not you and all that well if fiona wants a, a bash at an ultra as well she'll be potentially in the same boat then you know i'll, I'll, I'll potentially keep a space for her too uh so yeah very good very good so how are you doing tom how's your holiday you've been you've been well i know how you hold those i just asked that but for those listeners it was how's good been so last week, I on Wednesday morning, we were we planned to shoot across to Glencoe, which was great. Uh, but as people outside and inside of Aberdeen will know, Aberdeen got locked down on Wednesday. So we we planned to leave at nine. We were leaving in the morning, and it became apparent while we were en route that there was a, after dealing with a couple of work things that there was Aberdeen was about to be locked down. But we were en route already, so we thought, well, let's crack on. I hadn't been in the pubs of the last week. We, you know. Kept keep ourselves ourselves generally. So I thought um, we will. Leave, we were even when we even when we heard the announcement when we were on route, we kept going. So we ended up in went to Glencoe for a few days, which was great. Got a bit of, uh, trail running over there. I did a nice, nice run. I did a nice run actually that was in this trail running book I've got. It's called the Two Larigs, and you go. It was uh, basically on the, one of the car parks in Glencoe, just the in the, the sort of top of the pass. You go up the Larig. Uh, T, I think it was, and then back Larry Gartrain. And then we basically around the um, the buckles, the buckles, um, which was pretty cool. So good to get a bit of trail running in there. Got a session in there over there. I'll come to my training in a bit. But otherwise, uh, it was good. Then had a couple of days in Fife at my folks, which was good. Um, nice. And then back to lockdown Aberdeen and the, the torrential flooding that we've had today. I, would, I take it you're okay, were you? Is your house okay? Our house is okay, but you know, some of the food... You, you, asked, you asked me, uh, are you okay? But I didn't ask anything about you earlier. <laughs> uh, we, no, we're all good. Next to me. Some of, the, some of the footage in town was terrible, though. You see cars floating around Duthie Park. <laughs> well, that's not it's, funny, right? It's not funny, no, but it's... it's people in them as well. I know, but... Um, yeah, but a bit I, of a, I saw a couple of clips, you know, people driving through the, you know, driving through the puddles and... <laughs> then their car starts floating and they're trying to steer the thing. You're like, what are you doing? Well, do you know... Why you steer your car into water? Oh, exactly, you're right. It's not yeah. funny when people have... When bad things happen to people, that's unfortunate. But what is slightly funny is when someone drives into a massive flooded area that there's already two or three cars floating in and continue to drive into it. I mean, what open your eyes, you know? It's bonkers. Oh, me. 
Uh, not good. And, How about yeah, you? How was uh, your week? Uh, it's been all right. Um, no, I'm just looking at my Strava, but without looking at my Strava, uh, uh, last week I started off in good spirits. I, you know, on the podcast, I was all, you know, Billy Big Bars, as, as Tommy would say, uh, <laughs> you know, going to do this big, a lot of mileage and things, 130 miles, but I got to like Wednesday, Thursday, Tom, and I had absolutely nothing left in my tank, you know. The tank was completely empty. It wasn't being replenished whatsoever, whatever I did. So I was like, what's happening here? And I think just, you know, there's a couple of things going on there, just working, just general, generally really. And, and, you know, I think I was just drained from it physically and mentally. And uh, I, I tried to go out for a 20 mile on Friday, got to three miles and just couldn't run anymore. That was it. I just had to walk home. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to just take, you know, I suppose I went, we were visiting my coach Lewis on Saturday just to say hello. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'm like, I've got nothing. I don't, I, I want, you know, I wanted a big week. I'm frustrated. And it was just like, you know what? Just have, just take some time off. Um, just just sort of reset and then just start afresh on Monday or Tuesday or whenever, whenever you're feeling back to normal. Um, so yeah, so it was a bit, it was a bit frustrating, but at the same time, like I was good enough to be slightly frustrated, but to acknowledge that my body needs some recovery time. Um, and and that's what I did. So uh, yeah, I just took. On Friday, it was, I think I did just over five miles. And then um, the, maybe in the Thursday, it was a Thursday that, it was a Friday, Saturday was a real like hit for me. That was when I was going to do some, a good bit of volume to try and get to that 130. And I know, you know, you shouldn't just really focus on that at a mileage point, but it was kind of like a, a rough estimate if I was plus or minus that, then that, that would be okay. But um, yeah, and on the Thursday, I did like a, a sort of back-to-back, like 15, 14 and 16 miler on, on, the, on the day. And the last one I did at night time, uh, just before midnight. So just to get me used to running for 24 hours at different times of the day. Um, so that was quite tough. Uh, I find that quite, quite hard. And I did go, you know, I did go quite hard as well. It was quite warm in the garage. And uh, I, was, I think I was averaging about 6.53 pace. Uh, but obviously I did 14 miles before that, uh, early on in the day. So that probably took a little bit out of me. Um, and then Friday just felt flat. Saturday felt flat. Sunday I felt a little bit better. Um, so I, I did, you know, I hit around about 90 miles for the week, so which is okay, I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, this week I felt a little bit better. Uh, I did about 50 miles on Monday. Um, and Tuesday it was just like a you know, a total of about just over 10 miles. And then today, Tommy, I went in the, on the treadmill on this really humid day and ran for 50k on the treaders, oh. as you do. Ucha. I tell you, that wasn't pretty. But, you know, in my head, I thought, right, today's the day, let's get it done. And uh, just, you know, what finished off the, the last three episodes of The Last Dance. Excellent. We're fired up now, Tom. You know, Excellent. And then, not, you know, I'm only, what, two hours fresh of that since since coming off the treadmill. Not even that, an hour and a half fresh and jumping off the treadmill. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling in good spirits. I'm, I, I was re- practicing, homing in on my hydration, my nutrition during that time. And, uh, you know, despite it being so hot, 
it, it was just good practice just to get in that pain cave, you know. So mm-hmm. I tell you, I tell you what, listeners as well, we're sat here on a VC, and the boy looks lean. Oh, thank you. You're looking Tommy. noticeably lean at the moment, mate. No yeah. doubt the amount of the amount of miles you're putting in, which is good. Ah, lean and mean fighting machine. I know you're not a massive fan of it, but I'm still reading Racing Weight, and I really, I'm really enjoying the difference. You know, it's, it's talking about it's not about it's about being lean. That's 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 the target. Lean leanness. That's what you want. Need to get rid of this gut, then, eh? It's all good what you see at the top, but mate, I can't imagine there's anything on you at the minute. <laughs> nah, um, you know, um, it's naturally, you know, when you're running, you just, I, th- something like this, you just have to make sure that you're eating. You can't be not eating because that's me. I think, I think that's maybe what happened to me last week, going and doing that double, that double day. I think I didn't eat enough later on in the in the morning, and I didn't hydrate enough. I don't think because it was so hot. And you know, when you finish the run at night time, you don't want to be staying up and drinking and eating. You just mm-hmm. want to go to bed. Well, um, I've, got, I've got your timings in front of me. So the, the 14 miler was at 9.23 a.m., which for two hours on outdoors as well, 1,800 feet. So, it's, so you're not messing around in terms of climb. And then your second one, that one you talk about, the 16 miler on the treadmill, that's an hour 50 at 10 p.m. So yeah, you're, I mean, you, you probably, you would have spent most of the day just taking on carbohydrate and calories to recover from what you you know you burned on the the morning run let alone fuel for the second one yeah i think so um but yeah it's all you know i'm not i'm not going into these runs you know, tapered you, you you're going with accumulative fatigue and uh yeah but lessons learned it's good to do them now than on, on the day of the challenge so yeah it's the 12th of as you say it's the 12th of august where Christ, we're exact two weeks, four two days Friday. To 16 days to go. Mental. Man. Absolutely crazy, man. Ah, well, anyway, I was also speaking to the former record holder for the treadmill, the 24-hour world record treadmill. Uh, he might still be. I don't think he's the current world record holder now. But anyway, he broke the world record for on the 21st of February 2017. And his name's Luca Terini. So our, uh, our interviewee last, last week, Joe, uh, she got me in touch with, with Luca and uh, had a call with him, a really worthwhile call, and uh, got properly fired up. He, uh, he gave me some fanta- really sound advice to, to, to note for the world record attempt. Great guy, really humble guy. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, he gave me some hints and tips of, just some of the formalities of breaking a world record as well, you know, like just making sure that the treadmill's calibrated and uh, making sure you've got two treadmills or at least two treadmills ready to go. Um, also, like what sort of fuel he had and what sort of shoes he was wearing. Um, you know, what did he, did he just got one single space or one single pace, not space. Um, so he did a, a bit of a slight range Um he had some rest breaks as well, so he was he had about a half an hour and twenty four hours of of rest, which I thought was interesting. Um, he had a red dot as well that he stared at for twenty four hours. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, I think you know I was like a oh, red dot oh, that'd be quite interesting. So we'll need to get a red dot on the on the wall, Tom. <laughs> I'm sure that can be arranged. I've got a sharpie right here. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and also the chat with uh, yeah the Miles Edwards. And uh, Emma from Chaz, 
uh, who are, you know, Miles is from the Gethimba Edwards Foundation, that's his, his charity. So we're just kind of having a chat about, you know, the legality, the operations of, of, of that as well and um, making sure that we, uh, yeah, we get the most out of the challenge uh, for, the, for both the charities as well. So it's exciting. It's all coming together, Tom. It is indeed. It really is indeed. So it's two weeks, yeah, so as you say, two weeks on Friday. What do you still need to decide on? I mean, obviously you talked a lot about logistics. That's one part. I mean, one thing I'm interested, so pacing and, so, well, firstly, target, secondly, pacing, and thirdly, nutrition. How are those plans coming together? So the, well, let's go for the, the target. The target is to break the world record for the 24-hour one. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the Guinness, I think I met, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I applied for the, the record for, via Guinness, Guinness World Records, like, in March, and they just came back to me in Ironically, on the Monday when I spoke to the Luca guy, and uh, just about the rules governing it um, mm-hmm. in the record. So the record stands at 264 kilometers, um, which is 840 something a mile. I don't know if this Hungarian guy, if he actually got the record. I don't know because you should ask not, them. You should ask yeah, this. I'm I'm, <laughs> the issue you've got with them is they, they, they don't. They come. They take two weeks to reply to you, mate. At least two weeks. You've got two weeks. It's all right. You've got two well, weeks and two days. I'm gonna have to ask him whether or not it's legit or not. Um, but uh, anyway, but I, I do have an I do have an eye on the hundred mile world record. I've you know I'm gonna say that now. Like I, I'm gonna go out at that pace and then whatever happens after that happens. Um, you know I'm gonna keep going for 24 hours. So I'm gonna set off. Set off on the treadmill about seven fourteen, seven fifteen a mile. Mm-hmm. Hold it as long as I can. If I feel good at fifty miles, maybe put it up a little bit. Get a buffer so that if I do take a, a wee rest break, I'm still on track. Um, and then you know if I see how I get on after a hundred miles, if I've got the record, I've got it. If I don't, then I'll keep going. And so that uh, would be that. Uh, what state? So my question for that is because that does seem. You know, I'll give credit to you. That seems ballsy, uh, which I like. But my, what I'm wondering is, at what stage would you say this is going to be? How, when would you make a call that I'm going to, or would you make a call that I think I'm going to miss the hundred miles? And I don't want to screw up or yeah, you know rest the yeah. 24, 24 hours because hundred miles in say twelve hours, I guess eighty one miles in the second twelve hours. That sounds quite hot. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're talking what seven fifteen a mile, then you'd have to run nine, just over nine nine and a half minute miles, which just doesn't sound that hard. But when you're you've just ran for a hundred miles, like it's got your it's not your breathing. Yeah. That's the thing with ultra running. It's not your breathing that 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 freaks, you know, gets to you. It's your your legs. Your just legs just become like lead, and they get sore. Your it's your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments, they all just sort of start seizing up. And, and that's why it's so important to make sure that you're hydrated and you're, you know, you're, you're drinking, you're fueling, so, you know, often according to what, whatever your fuel and hydration strategy is. Um, it, is um, it is ballsy. It is really ballsy. And the, the main, I think the main crux is this guy who's run 280 kilometers, apparently. Like, if I knew he did it, then then, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I want to do the 100 one. I think mm-hmm. it's just more realistic to do than the, 
to, to, to get the 24-hour run. Um, if it is at 280 kilometers. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, then then maybe I change my mindset and, and go for that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just a catch twenty two, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. I don't I don't expect me to get the hundred mile one and get the twenty four. I, I think that would be quite hard to do. But you never know. You know, never, never say never. Like you know, look at Joe. She ran the the Scottish record after a hundred miles, and then she went on the twenty four hours and got the Scottish record as well. Uh, the guy, Dave Proctor from Canada, I think he, maybe not him, but someone went through in 100 miles and broke the treadmill world record and then also broke the 24-hour one. Um, so it is doable. Um, talking about like the 24-hour world record on the treadmill, according to Guinness, it's like 12 and a half hours or something. Because Zach Bitter's 1209 is not official because he didn't do it via the Guinness World Records. Ah, uh, okay. So I could go out of that, but knowing that... You, you, you don't want to give... You, you, you want to break Zach Bitter's because you'll know. Even even yeah. if the Guinness don't count it, you'll know that he ran that. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, I, I'm all about the... I think I'm all about the positivity. I think, you know, the you know, belief is so important. So this is the last... Between now and the 28th, this is the last even remotely negative thing I'm going to say. But what do you think right now is the biggest risk to you achieving this? The biggest risk? Probably my hip. Like, okay. I still feel it now and again, my left hip. Um, but I think I just have to crack, get on with it. So, what, so you've just, so that, I like that. So you've, just, you've highlighted it as a risk. So what are you doing to minimize that being as a risk? You got. I hope that as a result, you've got some kind of S and C plan, or I hope you've at least got physio lined up in the next five to ten days. Debbie's my physio. She's been getting the the elbow in and my left glute. Nice. Know, That's cool. Before I go to bed, so she's been giving it a good rub, you know, giving it a good battering. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I've been doing lots of like kind of mobility and and sort of hip bridges and all that kind of stuff, uh, which has been quite good some core work as well. Um, so yeah, cause like that's another thing you're running on the same, the same surface for however many hours, 24 and your back, your core feels, you really feel it in your core, your back gets quite tight too. Um, so all those things are like, yeah, you need to have a strong core. You need to have a strong body to mm-hmm. run at that repetitive action for so, so many hours. Um, so that's probably the, the main risk I think. Um, another risk is just probably like the you know if the treadmill breaks down or there's a power cut or something like that that's a risk that you kind of have to try nice, to get yeah, to. I know it's all about that imagine yeah. that imagine you're at like 22 hours and there's a power cut that's crazy yeah it's fun doing lightning this morning you know like yeah um, well I guess the con- yeah. I guess control the controllables you can the hip is the hip when you eat, when you drink, uh, what pace you, you go out at for the first, at least the first few hours, that's all stuff you can control. You know what I mean? Whereas the power, yeah. that is a shitter, but ultimately it's out of your hands. So I think you just got to cross your fingers and hope that there won't be a power outage at ASV. <laughs> the other thing is like, is also having, if you've got too much happening in one area, like too much power, like, you know, power going into one, I don't know what you call it, you're more technical than I am, but that's but nice. I think having that ASV, that shouldn't be a problem. 
because if you've got you know two treadmills, you should, as long as you've got you know, one mm. treadmill, should be going at one time, so it shouldn't take too much energy out of the mm-hmm. out of the the power supply. So um, yeah, so it should be fine. I think exciting. And then so the net my other follow up then is Shoegate. What's going on? What's the current sitch with with regard to what shoes you're wearing? Stressing out, Tom. Stressing out. <laughs> I asked Carl this because he was oh. messaging me yesterday, stressing out his nut. Honestly, it's doing my head in. Like, there's something else that the the Ace the Asics Meta Rider came, Meta Racer came out today. And I thought, oh, very nice. And then I'm like looking at the reviews, saying that the, the nears they're maybe not as good as the. Sh- it's doing my head in, Tom. And then I'm and then it, this is this is sad. And then I'm looking at uh, websites like Vaporflies. It's uh, is it StockX? Have you heard of them? Oh yeah, that's like basically it's, that like an, it's like an eBay, is it not? Is that not just desperation? Like you I know, think you so, yeah. Them there and, but they're, they're not that much more than the other ones are. But I'm I'm just you've, they they can I think they send them to the, the StockX verify them then they send them on. Right. Okay. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I've wasted like energy just looking at this. So. What did big I, What did big Zach Bitter run in? What did Bits Alphans, run in? He wore like those. Uh, Zach's like he's a fat adapted zero percent runner. Like mm. the hell, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm I'm fat. I'll be fat adapted, and I'm you know for this. The, you know, most ultras are in some shape or form fat adapted. You know, they're utilizing a little bit more of the fat stores than the carbohydrate stores. But um, but I mean, he's like only taking. In some of his runs, he's only taking twenty to forty grams per uh, of carbohydrates per hour, and he's wearing zero percent ultras. Like, I'm not sure that's uh, that's what I should be doing, especially mm. two weeks out. So, um, but I, I mean, I've got my Nike four percenters. I've still got them, you know. Yeah. So I might just have to shove them on and just hope for the best. I tell you what, the, I've just pulled up these Asics Meta racers since you spoke about them. They look very nice. They do look quite. Nice. That's a sexy looking shoe. It is sexy, so I might, I might maybe invest in something like that, you know. Hmm. And then it's like all these racing shoes are all like made for ten k's, five k's marathons. They're not really an ultra shoe, are they? You know, what's an ultra shoe? What should you wear for an ultra? Cushion, mate. You want cushion? But you then want- the general might have some cushioning. So the Luca boy was hmm. like, he only wore a pair of the Innovates, and he he was like, he only wore like Innovates. I can't remember what they're called. They were like. Hmm. X talon flat, real flat kind of soles, not much cushioning, low, low um, differential from the heel to the forefoot. Like, I think it was like a four mil drop or something. Um, but he kind of said the treadmill had a lot of cushioning and, you know, the, the shock absorption from that. So it's like, well, but he also mentioned if because he felt low to the ground, he felt that he was less likely to fall off the treadmill. He felt like he was more in control. He had mm-hmm. more traction on the treadmill too than mm. like a really big heavy shoe like a really big sole like a big heavy sole so that's really interesting i don't know yeah i, I think you know it, i think the best thing you can pick is something you felt comfortable in running yeah. your 20 I mean, to been running 20 miles 50 like, you know, that's been good so, interesting so listeners want the last shout out if a listener has access to what are you a nine and a half or nine uh, UK nine, UK nine in a, either an, a Vaporfly, an X percent, an Asics Meta Racer, whatever. Get in touch. Do you know what? If you don't want, if you're not going to use them for a race, there's no races, folks. So uh, I'll buy them off you. 
or buy them for the price that you paid for them. Maybe even 5% I'll, um, 5% tip. You got a pair of target <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what an offer, yeah. folks! And so, right, right now, it's more difficult to get hold of a pair of tartan running shorts than it is to get hold of a pair of next percent. So that's a great deal. Ah, fantastic deal, eh? So yeah, so that's that, Tom. Uh, I'm, re- no, I'm really excited for the the challenge, and uh, and I'm really fired up to break a record of some sort. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going. You know, the, I'm raising. I've raised quite a lot of money. I say I have, like, a lot of people have put in a lot of money and um, especially during this time to for two fantastic causes. So I really appreciate all your help, guys, and, um, yeah, hopefully get to that, that target I've set for myself. So I've got two targets, Tom, is to, you know, the target I've got to be uh, 5,000 for Chaz and Gethimba Edwards. Another target is to break the world record. And if I can do those things, then I'm going to be a happy man. And uh, I, can, I can retire from TRS. <laughs> you can ret- you can re- I was going to say, you can retire from running if you break a world yeah. record. doesn't get much better than that. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think other than that, um, yeah. Oh, all excited already. Very go. good. Well, do you know, I had a pretty, in terms of training, I had a, a sort of similar week to yourself in the sense I had, the week actually for training was pretty good. And kind of combining with a bit of news on the the running circuit is that London finally cancelled last week. So we've been, you know, I don't think we're certainly not uh, geniuses or or, uh, ahead of anyone else in doing this, but we'd called that, uh, you know, there's, I really had no confidence that it was going to go ahead and it's uh, for the, for the full field. And yeah, so lo and behold, London last week said that they can't, they were not going to hold the race in on October. They're going to hold an elite only race and they're also going to hold a virtual race. But the big surprise was the next London marathon won't be till October 21. So they're pulling April 2020, which is a bit, a wee bit of a surprise, or 2021, sorry, we'll come to that. So for me, that was a confirmation that it's all about Wrexham. So my Wrexham entry nice. is in, got that in on, uh, on, on the weekends, I'm really fired up about Wrexham now. And, you know, I said this a few weeks ago in terms of my plan. It's just about getting fitter now and then seeing come Wrexham where I think I'm at. You know, the BHAG is I want to run, a, I really want to get down to a 225 marathon. And yeah. based on a, you know, a couple of runs, I had a good session last week when I went to, when we were in Balhulish over at Glencoe. I did eight by a K with a K flow and the K's on were around about. Um, like 317 down to about 312 so sold enough K's and I felt pretty good off that and uh, I got a good hill run out there I got a good easy run and then on in fact actually one of my easy runs we were, we were on the way home we stopped in at Loch Ernhead and ran up the you know the, the, the bike path that goes up Glen Ogle up oh yes the, yeah which is really sweet up, up, up the old uh, the um, railway with the viaduct that was really cool so anyway went up there um, that was a nice easy run but you know Sunday I did a, a long run with marathon pace and it's the plan was to do two by five miles at marathon pace inside the a 20 mile long run and I hope yeah. my plan was to run five forties for the first five Ooh. and then try which is about 228 pace and then try and turn the screw in the second block of five miles a mile recovery between uh, and try and get that one down to see how far I could get it down and you know, it was a hot day. I didn't have a drink, but 
excuses are interesting but irrelevant. I think if I look honestly in the mirror, I'm probably in 538, 540 shape. Uh, sorry, a 538, 540 minute miling as a marathon pace, which is yeah. a 227, 228, I think. So I'm kind of getting myself, my head around that, which is quite good. We'll see. I've got a lot of running to do, a lot more miles, still got eight weeks or so to go. But that is quite interesting now after a couple of marathon pace sessions to get start to hone in on what is marathon pace. Um, so I, that was a good session. The only downside then was after, at the end of that, in the last mile at 21, my left glute just seized up and it was, pretty, it was really pretty tight. And to the extent on Monday morning, I tried to run and it was really painful. So I had to, really? yeah, really pretty annoying. So I had to bail on that. And, uh, and I actually ra- I sat on a spiky ball or tennis ball, actually, didn't have a spiky ball, sat on a tennis ball most of the day, worked, loosened it off, went for an easy run in the evening, which was actually not too bad. It was, you know, when you know it's, it was like a four out of 10 pain wise. So I knew it wasn't painful. It was like achy. So I was confident yeah. enough I could continue running it. I think I maybe just aggravated it. And anyway, I ran again easy yesterday. I pushed my session to tonight, Wednesday, which I've just done actually, which went pretty well. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think it's okay. And it's been a bit of a, a kick up the arse to, I've, as I've said before, I've dropped strength and conditioning a bit and I really need to get back into the way of things. So actually, Thursday morning this week, I am joining the James Cruikshank physio run led running from injury class. Yes. Six weeks of that. So that'll be perfect for me. See me right through almost to, well, it'll see me actually through to the Wrexham taper. So that's a, that feels like a pretty good action. Um, and yeah, so, I, you know, I, I'm hoping I could, I've jumped on it in time. The Saucony endorphin speeds are going really well for my training and Big shout out to Run For It, who yesterday managed to hook me up with a pair of Endorphin Pros. Oh, which is nice. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I nice. had a, they had, size. Nice. Size 10. <sighs> They're limited stocking, and the, the guys from Run For It, you know, big shout out to kudos to Jason Kelly. He knew, obviously, on here, I've been talking about wanting to get hold of a pair, and I've been Instagramming about it. And they give me a heads up saying there's more in stock if you want. So they, they managed to sort me out with a pair of ten, UK 10. So I'm, I haven't run in them yet. You know, I really like the speed. I think the only difference is that they've got, the Pro's got a bit of a lighter upper and it has a carbon plate, and whereas the speed is a nylon plate. But, you know, I've, I've felt pretty good. I was running three-minute reps at five-minute miling tonight in the speed. So I, I feel the speed still has a fair lick to it. Um, I think I'll probably roll the Pro out for the Antrim half. I'll come to that later in the show. And then... Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. If if I like them, I'll roll them on for the marathon. If I don't, I've got that pair of next percents, which I've only worn in Amsterdam. Ready to roll. What the hell? You've got carbon plates coming to years, man. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to keep your options. You're gonna... I'm trying to find that. I don't know. I'm trying to find... I'm getting P-back. What's that cushioning called? Oh, P-backs. P-backs. P-backs <laughs> of a nylon. Or... Trying to get a P-backs of a, a carbon is like gold dust. Well, listeners, as I say, well, as I say, Matt, you know, run for it, our favourite um, running store in Scotland. They they came to the rescue, so I'm sure. Sh- shout out to those boys. Call to arms. Let's see if we can get Kyle K baby <laughs> pair of, uh, of 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 something ah, in, in, okay. in a UK nine. I'll just I'll run in my bare feet. Okay. But anyway, so that so anyway, I'm pretty for me. Uh, yeah, all, all all coming well together. I'm really excited to have a race. And I'm looking forward to the to the Antrim half actually, and that that's quite a nice segue into the into the interview this week. So James McElroy, 
who is the, the race director from An the Antrim Coast Half Marathon, has, uh, has, has kindly joined, joined the show. So here's an interview with James. Um, Antrim, what we like about Antrim is they're being bullish by getting a race together. We're really loving the fact that some races are coming back. And what's really cool as well is the field is absolutely stacked. And we'll talk about it with James in the, in the interview. But I think it's um, much like the Podium 5K, which we'll come on to, and hopefully Wrexham, these, we're seeing races coming back with stacked fields. Yeah, so here we go, James McElroy. Welcome to the show, James McElroy of the Antrim Coast Half Marathon. I tell you what, James, I am very excited about this race that you're, you're setting up for September. It's, it's really shaping up to be something special. We're delighted to have you and the other half, um, your better half. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, it's, I, won't, I won't say it's been easy, Tom, but we've had an incredible amount of help and support. Um, some, sometimes it's three steps forward, two back, but um, I'm very, very confident that the, the fields, the, you know, in the elite race is, is the best by a long, long way that Ireland has ever seen. It'll definitely be the best half marathon in Britain this year. And That's amazing. You'll have to say it's, it's, it'll be up there with anything in Europe um, if, if everyone performs how they could do. Um, going by the, the 5K last night in England, mm -hmm. you'd expect it to be quite a fast pace earlier on. From the, from the elite runners I've spoken to, um, a lot of them are nervous that they haven't ran an awful lot this year, you know, one or two yeah. races. But they're all, they're all going for it. So, I mean... What else can you ask for? Oh, I mean, I think it's it's incredible what you what what you what you've managed to do, and off the not not only to do that any time assemble such an amazing field uh, for a half marathon like that, but also bear in mind the you know everything we've had with COVID and, the, and all that. Um, one thing, just for the I, I'm, I've got this on on the card now. So for some of our listeners, then, what tell us a little bit of the history of the of the Antrim Coast Half, or is it or Larn was it previously known as? Yeah, so it's it's been going it's been going twenty seven years, believe it or not, uh, wow. as the Larn as the Larn Half Marathon. But uh, this year, the race director, who's effectively the the success, the reason for the success of this event, Billy Thompson, and um, between him, myself, and Ruth, my other half, we decided mm -hmm. to put on an elite field. So we've rebranded it as the Andrew Coast Half Marathon. Which yes, the race is in Larn, but it takes in eight miles of the Andrum Coast. Now, for your, for your listeners that don't know the Andrum Coast, it's probably, it's one of the most beautiful roads in the world. And um, they, they call it the eighth wonder of the world. So it starts at Larne, it goes up past the giant causeway to Royal Port Rush Golf Club. Um, and it, it really is, what, what, what your runners are gonna have, or what the runners in the day are gonna have is, 110 meter high hit, uh, cliffs on the left-hand side, and 12 miles from, 12 miles from Scotland on the right. So it's quite a beautiful location. Uh, you'll run through some of the some of the uh, settings for Game of Thrones. We're we're filling oh, wow. uh, around where you'll be running. Um, so actually, at the turn at Valley Galley, if you look to your left, that's all where the Game of Thrones. Well, all of it, a lot of it was filmed there, and a lot of it was filmed further up the coast. So it really is quite a, a beautiful landscape. The course. I believe it's, um, and obviously this is paramount to, to getting the calibre of field we've got. It's 
it's definitely one of the fastest in Europe. So it's completely, it's completely flat, as flat as you can get for a road, because um, it's a coastal road. Um, and then you sweep, you sweep off the, the, uh, the Andrum Coast Road onto the promenade, which will take you to the Chain Memorial uh, where the finish is. So it's, it's a very visual finish. You, it's just past the tower. You can see that tower because it's, it's, it's sticking out of the coastline. So you can see it effectively the entire way home. So your last six miles of your race, you'll see where the finish is. Um, and it, it really is. So it's with 1,300 metres to go, you'll have a 100-metre hill downwards onto the promenade. So it's really, it'll really engineer if there is a sprint finish or it'll engineer a, a very good fast last mile. And then you go onto a wide, windy, you know, flat road. So it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful... It's a beautiful course. I think we've got the we've got the elite field to match it. Certainly, it was, um, we've got we're, we're looking at um, there is bonuses for uh, the all comers record. So the, the Irish legend Jerry Kieran's got the the men's at sixty two twenty nine, and the women's was Marie in the Cambridge seventy two twenty six. So if you go down the field, I mean, you know, I would say I think I think we've got. Um, uh, we've got probably 12 guys of round 63 or better and um, in the women's effectively you've got the majority of the field you've probably got about 15 women who've ran faster than 72.26 so you'd hope you know it can always be a hurricane but if you know you get a nice balmy September day which is what we're hoping for and um, uh, I, I'd like to think we'll put on both the fastest men's and women's uh, half marathon ever in Ireland. And uh, if you push me on, I'd say there'll be a few people under both those times. I mean, and how have you? I mean, this, the we talked a bit about it on the podcast is the the field. How have you assembled this? It's because uh, it's it's not just one guy or one girl at the front. You've no, got it's, so it's, many it's, names. It's, it's incredible. Good. I mean, we've got over twenty Olympians at the minute. It's. Uh, and to answer your question, um, we were very, very lucky. We got a lot of uh, good elite, established elite runners who promoted the race for us. They seen what we were doing. You know, if you think of that celebration of sport, the night of the 10Ks, we want to capture that in a road race. I think we're going to do that. Now, obviously, with the COVID and so on and so forth, we've had to take away a lot of the attractions, a lot of the energy points on the course. We'll still have music and you know, there'll, you know, there'll still be noise on, on there, but nothing to like it's going to be. Um, but yeah, so a long story short, you know, people like Kevin Seward, Joe Pavey, Gemma Steele, Scott Overall, they really pushed it with their training groups and everybody they knew. The Alan stories of this world, the Kevin Englishes of this world in the Republic of Ireland. You know, people that are very, very well connected and love the sport, basically, they've put the fields together. So, um, obviously, with COVID, there's, a, there's been a, a lot more jump in, but we've had to just, you know, six weeks out, we've just closed the entire injury. Um, in terms of demand for the, for the masses, we would, have, we would have got probably over 10,000. We would have got at least a minimum of 8,000. We're nowhere near that. So we'll start it at, at under 4,000. Um, but certainly once we, we closed it, you know, there was a first week, there was, I'm sure, a thousand people trying to get in. So 
and that's from all parts of the United Kingdom. That's not obviously County Antrim. So mm -hmm. I think, um, and obviously that's come off the back of the elite field. There's no doubt about that. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, it's all happened quite quickly, but it's um, it's it's very exciting, certainly for the area. And we've, oh. we've, you know, I, I must I must mention as well the sponsors and and the you know the the members of the local assembly. So obviously it had to be passed by the devolved government that it could happen. So they've been incredibly supportive. They get it. BBC Northern Ireland's been incredibly supportive. Mid and East Antrim Council have just, you know, really whatever we've required, they've, um, they've endeavoured to do their best and sort it out. Um, and then our headline sponsor, um, the Port of Larne and Piano Ferries. Um, they've, again, whatever we've needed, we're running through part of the, the ferry terminal, believe it or not. Um, which wasn't easy to get sorted, but they've they've sorted that out, and they've even sorted the boat is going to sound its foghorn or whistle, and um, to start the women's race. That's so excellent. it's so that that's a play on chariots of fire. So if you think of uh, you'll <laughs> it's it's coming the boat the, the the European Highlander will be coming from um, coming from Cairn Ryan. So where okay. where the elite are where the elite are warming up, they'll actually see the boat coming in. So oh, they'll yes. know. So the closer it gets in, they know the closer to the start. So it's going to be really cool. <laughs> um, and when it hits, when it hits the first, uh, the first boy or boy, green boy number one, um, the captain will sound his whistle, and then uh, that'll sort of start off the women. So the women will get the, the full impact of the, the start of the race, which is quite cool. That's very cool. So how's it, how's it going to work then? What what are some of the things you've had to do to get the race to happen? Because well, we saw podium on the weekend, and yeah, it's obviously not easy. No, so it's, it's changing by the day. So the one thing, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring it up. The, the first thing is, um, just because of COVID, we're, we're actually going to now start the race at 8 a.m. So that's 0800. Mm -hmm. Which, um, and that's really because, obviously, we've got the waves. We've got the wave starts and everything else. But in terms of just keeping track, the, the roads will clearly be shut. But in terms of having minimal traffic or minimal impact through the town. We thought it best to start at eight o'clock so it, when the shops open, the masses will be through effectively through the main street because it's, it, it is okay. a coastal route, but it's, it's also, you know, in, in Martha running, you have city routes and you have sort of more rural, rural routes. And this would, this would have sort of the town and the coastal aspect. So it's, um, we're trying to, keep everybody as best we can in these difficult times on side. So there is a bit of um, a bit of a workaround for the elite in that. So it's probably a slightly earlier start than they're used to, although, you know, they'll be used to it from, you know, some of the major city marathons will be up quite early or the Great North Front, you're up quite early. Absolutely. Um, but in these unfounded times, that's, that's one of the, the compromises we've had to put in place recently. And other than that, I think we've, we've went over and beyond the, the, the hygiene criteria set out by Ron Britton and Athletics Northern Ireland. Um, with, with some of the hot spots in, in, in Britain or Ireland at the moment, if any of the late runners come from those hot spots within two weeks of the start, we will require a negative COVID test the week of the event, which I think okay. mo most people will understand that because mm -hmm. um, uh, it's it's straightforward enough. You'll get your your, your result result within twenty four hours. So that's really the only other workaround that we've put in place. And um, 
from maybe since the the original COVID guidance uh, went out on the website. And how, how big are your waves, and how how will, how will the waves work? Is that on? Are you doing that on pay on estimated finish time? No, so uh, yeah, so you'll have, your bid number will be denoted A, B, C, D, E, F, and mm -hmm. then the A will be in a pen, the B will be in a pen, the C will be in a pen, and effectively right. it'll be a, a cattle gate system where you, you weave through. So there's um, uh, the mass start will be in a, in a location called Sandy Bay, which is it's uh, a massive uh, playing field area. So there's uh, masses of space there. It's at the finish. They'll have to be ferried up to the start. Currently, the current guidance is it'll be waves of 30. So we'll be firing them off in waves of 30. Prior to that will be the, the elite start at the minute. It'll be 15 minutes between the men's and women with the women going at eight and the, the, the men's going at eight 15. And then immediately after that, the masses will be waves through going, but as you said, your time. Okay. That's, I think the. I mean, I think all athletes will be quite uh, just delighted that there's something a big race coming on, and and I guess for the for listeners who are not running, and although we know a lot of our listeners have, have got an entry in, but for those who aren't running, you've got a live stream going as well, don't you? Yes, we've we've got. Uh, there's Kevin English just calling there. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we've got. Uh, we have got a live stream, and um, so we'll have we'll have probably a minimum of five fixed camera points, uh, probably six on the course. So you'll see the full beauty of, uh, firstly, you'll see the race very well covered um, uh, with fixed camera points on certain locations. So at the start, the finish, the halfway point, and at the top of the town, so a couple of the cool turns. Um, and then you'll obviously have a camera on the lead car. And there'll also be a, lead, uh, a quad bike with a camera going through the promenade because a car won't be able to fit down there. So it will be, it won't be BBC production quality because obviously that comes at quite a cost. I'm but sure. it will be, it will be very visual. You'll be able to follow online. I think there'll be a couple of us commentating as well, but that's TBC at the moment because I most definitely am not the technical expert when it comes to that. <laughs> but that's, that's what we're looking at at the moment. Um, and then there will be, um, there will be, at the minute, start finishing the highlights by BBC Northern Ireland, which you'll be able to get online. That's incredible. And to be honest, if I look at you know podium on the weekend, fans just want to see see the see what's happening in terms of the race. So I think that any any coverage, be it handheld or what, is 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 great. Um, no, I mean, so when I, when I say yeah, so it, it, it certainly won't be handheld. I mean, it's the the production company that is covering it is all right. Uh, okay, so. they actually do the Northwest Two Hundred, so it's it's it, it's. It'll be, it'll be very well covered, but it won't oh, be too. Okay. It, it won't be movie quality. <laughs> <laughs> but That's it'll be a... very good. You'll get you'll get a good following. It's more a few we've got a few issues at the moment with. I wouldn't sorry. Issues. We've got a few workarounds required for um, internet access where the start and finishes. So we just have to work that out. But again, that's that's one for the the technical guys. They're happy enough. They can do it. But it's just how we do it. No, it's, it all sounds excellent. I mean, and the last thing I'm going to have to ask you while we've got you on, James, before you, we see you in a few weeks' time, is um, post race. What is there? Are you still going to head with the post race party? I mean, yeah. So that's a race. It's so important. So as it stands at the minute, uh, yeah, that's going to go ahead. I, I, maybe that's one for another podcast. At the moment, um, 
yes, it will go ahead as planned. There won't be, um, the, the, the criteria works as I have to submit an event plan to the, the, the devolved government effectively. That'll go mm -hmm. through the, the, the local assembly. And as soon as that, that's given the green light, then we'll, we'll promote it. But that's, that'll be more for the, the, you know, there's a few YouTube bloggers and so on and so forth that will be coming with their cameras. Mm -hmm. There'll be a bit of interaction there. Um, subject to it happening, which it's highly probable, I'd say it's 95% certain. I'd imagine the BBC will be there. I know Tony Hadley will be there. Um, so everything's just, we're just waiting for the green light. The location, um, now we've mentioned we were going to do a podcast the night before. That's where we would do mm. the podcast. It's, it's um, Cairn Dew Dog Clubs. Uh, at the, when I said there's a, you know, cliffs of 120 meters high on your left-hand side, it's at the top of those cliffs. So you've nice. got a really have you know, you can see, you can see the Inner Hebrides. You can actually see the Paps of Jura. Oh, you, wow. can see the, you can see the Isle of Man. So that's, that's what you're looking at. You know, you're looking at a big swathe of Northern Britain when you're at the top. That's incredible. So, so that's where the evening's going to be. It really is beautiful. And that'll just be hopefully elevated year on year. I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Well, I mean, for now, I mean, that's, uh, I think that's certainly um, whets the appetite. I'm looking forward to, we'll catch up with you in the coming weeks to get, uh, maybe get a bit more information on the field as it, as it finalizes and comes together. And uh, we, you know, we need to get you on at some point. I'm keen to, to get uh, your experience as an Olympian as well at some stage on the on the podcast. Listen well, I was probably on it, but at the minute, I think my knee fell off, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not. But I, I would love to, Tom, and thanks for having us. No problem. Right, wonderful. Um, good luck with the prep in the next couple of weeks, and we'll be in touch soon to, to catch up. Good lad, do well. I hope your preparation's going well. It's going very well, James. I'm looking forward good to man. it. Nice one. It's better because you're in with good company. Right, oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Right. Thanks, mate. Catch you soon. Yeah, I'll do Cheers, well. Bye. Cheers. Brilliant, James. Thanks for that. I'm really looking forward to the, the race. It's, uh, yeah, what date is it again, Tom? It is September the 12th. And remember, Kyle, there's a spot for you there if you would like it. <laughs> okay, yeah. two, two weeks I after think, the, the 24 hours <laughs> I'm hoping to still be, you know, be on my way back from, from Nice uh, if, if things uh, happen you know oh Nice lovely holiday, but we'll see fingers crossed Nice but, is a uh, lovely nah, spot aye well nah really looking forward to seeing how that race goes in the Antrim half and yeah good luck to to Tommy for that your, your, race, your race is fairly shaping up you know your, your Strava your pace is Looking good, dude. Keep that well, left glute under control, though, eh? That's that's the thing. So you know, we'll come. We'll we'll talk about. Well, we've got a couple of weeks yet. A couple of weeks of focus on the twenty-four hours, and then we'll yeah. turn our attention to seeing the, the uh, the build-up. So in terms of, um, we should move on to a bit of news. And actually, we just talked about fast races coming up. The podium five k was on the weekend, and that was absolutely jam stacked. Oh, it was it wasn't it just eh? Holy moly! It was. Uh, I watched some of it, and like, I watched the the last sort of four races um, live stream. The live stream was brilliant. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It's so good. Um, and I, like, I mean, both. Of, I mean, where do you want to start? Elite men or elite women? Well, let's start with elite women, um, since that was the last one on. So, yeah, we've. Um, well, I mean, you you watched it too, but Beth Potter had a fantastic run. Um, you were a Scottish lass, and uh, we we're lucky enough to 
be uh, lining Beth up for an interview, hopefully in the next week or so. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, 15.24. So that, I don't know what that brings in terms of the rankings on the road, but it'll be well up there, the margin. It will be. It will be well up there. Yeah. Um, and then Jess Judd was second in 15.36. And uh, Verity Okenden, Swansea, in 15.37. So we had uh, seven, you know, 10, 10 runners, 16 or eight, are, are, are quicker than that. So it's a swift field and a stellar, a stellar lineup. I mean, you've got Alison Dixon there too, and 19th place running 16.30. Um, not sure what sort of, you know, what, uh, what our fitness is like, but uh, nonetheless, some great results from some of the elite women there. Absolutely. I think it's, it's really, it was good to see so many of them, you know, running, together and, and actually what strikes me you think how strong you know the british girls are at 5k at the moment you know there's no um i mean there was no Ailish mcculgan you know you would expect laura muir to go quick over 5k um there's you know no uh, let me think of the, the other girls who are running 5k uh laura waitman wasn't there you know there's a real um there's a, i think there's a really Steph Twells, another one, which is a marathon, but you know, we've seen Steph run super quick over 5k. I think even Steph Davis, who's predominantly marathon, now would be quick. Yeah, so I think that you know, it's really, really encouraging, and it's really good that they've all turned out for a race like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, looking at we didn't really set the scene, but for for anyone who didn't watch it, it was, um, was it not like five laps? Was it? It was, yeah, yeah, that that, that was a great facility. It was like, was it a cycle track or some, something like that? I think it's enclosed. I, I don't know if it's dedicated run or dedicated biker or, or both, but yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's from what one of the, I was speaking to Cameron Strachan yesterday, and he was telling me that it's, it is a, it's an enclosed area. So it's, a, you know, it's fenced off. It's a dedicated facility. It sounds, it sounds exactly, I mean, it's exactly what we need <laughs> somewhere up here in Scotland uh, for that sort of racing. Yeah. I mean, we kind of want to, I'm, I'm just going to go, before we go to the elite men, um, we had some standout performances from the <clears throat> some of our Scottish athletes too. Uh, you know, no, notably in the was it sub fifteen fifteen race with Hamish Hickey. What a great run he had! Um, fourteen, I think his time was fourteen twenty eight. Now that's a massive jump for him. Um, we also had Miles Edwards uh, and you know one of yeah, our co-hosts, our, our stepping co-hosts. He had a great run as well, uh, a PB for him, 14.39. And uh, we had also Ben Ward run beer. He, he ended up securing a cheeky wee 15.25k as well. So a good PB for him too. So well done, guys. Um, yeah. Anyone else I've missed in that? I mean, I'm I guess we'll come to the elite and we'll cover Cammy uh, Strachan and Grant Sheldon, Johnny Glenn in the elite men's race. But I think that's uh, when I scroll down through the list, uh, beyond the you know outside the, the showcase race that's that's really it but just generally it's great to see such a deep set of races organized at the moment and I I love the stream and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting involved in some of these next year when they happens but on the I mean I guess the main thing was the the elite men with a British record for Mark Scott 1320 on the road and Alex Yee well Alex Yee was inside the British record as well he ran 1326 I mean, yeah. He's predominantly a triathlete. We saw him run really well at the night of 10Ks last, was it last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, Mark Scott, what an impressive run. Oh my God. It was so fast. I can't believe it. it really, really. Like, you just look like, 
Well, that's for 419 a mile. No, 417 a mile for Mark Scott. 240 per K. Absolutely mental. And, um, and then another standout, you know, talking about some of the top elites there, Tom Evans, 1341. He's an ultra runner. That's some range he's got. He's gone up and some down range. mountains, you know, like the CCC a couple of years ago in Western States doing 100 miles. And what a range, eh? From Amazing. going from like a, a 5K at that pace to, to a 100 mile race. Like that's some range. You know, I've been following I've been following Tom on on Instagram. In fact, he's someone we should get on the show. Actually, I've been following Tom on Instagram over the last couple of months, and it's really interesting to see. He, he's somebody he clearly trains hard. You know, he he comes yeah. across as a really down to earth lad that trains hard, puts in the work, and these the results are clear. I mean, that's super impressive. Thirteen forty one, and you know, be, beating some big names. I mean, Dewey Griffiths thirteen forty three, Johnny Brownlee thirteen forty six. Yeah, uh, we haven't mentioned third, as well. Yeah, absolutely. With him, that wasn't. Yeah. We haven't mentioned, you know, third place was Phil Sessaman of Leeds, Leeds City, 1339. Um, and, and yeah, you know, the big run from Johnny Glenn from a Scottish perspective in 1401. Grant Sheldon, 1351. Really impressive. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah really. We've had, we've had uh, Grant Sheldon on the show as well. So, you know, he comes from a triathlon background too. So if you do want to, you know, look back in the archives, have a listen to good old Grant Sheldon. Um Great run from him, and, and he also featured at the December race we did. And um, what was it we did? We ran. Oh, Tilly. Yeah, Tilly. Of course he did. That's Tilly. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, decent field. Um, and then Aye. moving slightly down, we had uh, none other than our man, Camera, Camera, Cameron Russell Strachan as well. Uh, so I, I think you know I, you you said you spoke to him, and he's, he's a sub forty minute guy. So I think you know just. Uh, Rushing off the rust there, I suppose. Exactly. Um, You're exactly. A good time, a good bench, you know, a good a good starter for ten for the whatever the season holds for the rest of the year, eh? You know what? I think like obviously he's a good mate, so you know, we're a bit biased here. But I think Cameron, yeah, shaking off a bit of rust. And he's that's the thing is his running Armat has really set has really changed the game for him. He's a sub fourteen minute guy now. And the yeah. fact that you know I've, I've been training, running with Cameron a lot this summer, and you you know he's not he's not been at it for twelve weeks solid. He's putting a, a you know a few weeks strong, a few weeks of good training together. But he's he's someone who's not been absolutely um, going full belt throughout the whole lockdown. So I'm so I think fourteen fourteen twenty three is a pretty solid run. Uh, and I, I you know I I would imagine if he did the same race in a month's time, he would knock uh, knock a fair bit off that. It will come back quite quickly for him. So. Um, but it's, it's funny, you know, Cameron, I'm sure won't mind me saying this, when I was speaking to him, he was saying he went through the first lap pretty much at the back. In fact, maybe it was at the back of the field. And his first split for the K was 2.45. That's, that's like 13.45 pace, I think. So he went through, he was last there, and he said he was deliberately holding it back, refusing to get dragged on uh, unnecessarily. And, you know, such is the pace that it went through. And I think he, he ran a pretty smart race in the end and actually came through the field reasonably well in the last couple of laps but it just shows 13.45 pace the whole field went through and only six guys actually ran that time <laughs> so there was a lot of people had a, a very difficult okay, time first race back from what anyway <laughs> exactly but it was anyway, great to see great to see racing back and I'm, I'm really excited and actually I guess we're jumping around a wee bit on the news thing but we've got it was also the Scottish Athletics virtual uh, 5k over the weekend now we're not going to go through the 
results as such, but the I understand a lot of the guys who ran on the weekend there are using that for, for the times. <laughs> for the times. Well, using it for the times because the run and become invitational 5k, which is essentially the Silver Nose 5k, is yeah. is going to invite, I guess, invite the best of the Scottish 5k runners for that event, but it will also, I think, qualify people from the um uh what, what's the word i'm looking for from the the virtual challenge so guys yeah. who put in times on the on there including times from podium 5k will count now one you know you and i have slighted virtual racing a wee bit uh in the past but one thing that makes me laugh is i've heard and i wouldn't name the person or the source of this but somebody who was running at the uh podium 5k stopped their watch at 5k right so 5K stopped the watch, but they hadn't finished. So they kept running. So the time they, they've got on their Strava is like, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds short of their actual result because they've gone on a virtual time. I mean, or a GPS time. I mean, come on, man. It's like when you see people doing a virtual 5K on a track and they stop the watch at 5K. And there's someone at our club is guilty of this. And I'm thinking, don't, you know, if you're doing a five virtual 5K at a race or on a track, run the goddamn distance. You know, you're only kidding yourself. And anyway, I am, so if you, the person who did that, if they listen, you know who you are. Why is that? You know, did we they know. Crop it? You must have cropped it. Did they? Maybe they cropped it, or the anyway, we know you, you. All you need to know is we know who you are. <laughs> I don't. I'll tell Kyle you? afterwards. Maybe maybe you'll, you'll get called out shortly if we. Uh, well, I'm going to give the I'm going to give the guy and the girl a bit of kudos because at least they finished the the actual race. You know. Aye, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure Scott should like I thought you were going to say that they might have stopped and then they just that was it they got to 5k and they're like nah I've done it I'm, I'm all about the virtual aye <laughs> go all the way to Burnley and, and, and run 5k you know on my watch not on the actual <laughs> anyway the, the invitational 5k the Silver Nose one will be on Friday the 4th of September we haven't there's no more uh results on that yet so we'll see how that goes but at the moment the virtual race which which contributes to the field for that you've got guys like gavin smith james donald andy douglas up at the top uh megan keith rebecca johnson and annabelle simpson are all in there all names that we know well from the circuit so it's not a surprise to see them in so we look forward to seeing what the the what the outcome of that is and, and who will um who will qualify um, the other thing, just in, ter- in terms of, I'm looking at our notes and going through some of the news pieces. One thing that I, we talked about London, sure it's cancelled. We talked about the kind of confusion about it going back to not April, but it'll be October 21 for the actual race. But one thing that's interesting um, that I, I meant to mention is that obviously throws a bit of uh, confusion in about what's happening for the Olympic trial. Because oh, the Olympics okay. are still due to go ahead in next summer. There's no London as, as it normally is in October. In April, so the the trial I assume will be an elite only race, potentially not in April, which would be quite cool if we go down that sort of US model of an Olympic trial. Can you imagine though, like the state of COVID at the moment around the globally, that the Olympics will actually happen? Uh, do you know what? someone not said that? Great, is it? Well, someone said that to me. What do London know that we don't? I mean, why are London not confident yeah. that they can host a race in April? That that really saddened me. I've got to say. I think it's also like they don't want to risk um, postponing it again because they've already postponed it to October, from April to October, and then, you know, putting it to April, then it's only, it's not that long, really. You know, you're yeah. only six months away. Um, 
so they've gone, you know, just to give it a little bit more time to hopefully things will start to settle a little bit. Yeah. Let's go for October, which is, I think, it's a sensible move. And yeah. if I was an organizer, mitigates the risk. It might get worse. Who knows? Just no one can really predict what's going to happen. Um, you know, that, I suppose that's, that goes with the Olympics. Like, you look across the globe, like, cases are rising in certain areas and countries and are we really going to have an Olympics in next year? I mean, who knows? Not looking uh, good, is it? Hopefully. I mean, I mean, we do, if we do, it might even, might be no crowds, you know? That'd be awful, wouldn't it? That'd be all our social distancing guidelines and, oh, mm. I don't know. The, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? You know, on the, on, on the London announcement, they mentioned a couple of things that they were hoping to use to make the race happen, including things like, they didn't give us so much detail, but it was, I think they used the phrase Bluetooth technology that would, could tell you very accurately how close you were or how long you were in close proximity to other people. And I think they were hoping to use that type of technology to really, I don't know how that would work. But the one thing that I find is a bit eye-rolling, and I'm hoping they will clarify this more, is but at the moment, they're saying you can run a virtual marathon right on the 4th of, April, or 4th of October, whatever the date is. Um, fine. I'm, I may actually stump up my 20 quid and do it if I can use my Wrexham time. Two races and one, <laughs> with one bird. Or two birds, one stone. But what's funny is, and a little bit irony, apparently you can use a virtual time to get a championship spot for next year. Now, some, no. some, someone is going to do that on a bike. I'm telling oh, you, hundred no. percent. No, seriously, someone is going to go out on the D side line or the Glasgow Canal, whatever, and ride at like what is I don't know six fifteen, which is two forty five pace. Honestly, I'm I, oh. I'm intrigued to understand how they're going to, because I think accepting virtual times for a, a marathon is bullshit. Honestly, yeah, I think that is good. ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> there's, I mean, there. I don't know. I, I appreciate it's difficult because there's not that many races to use, but. Still, I find that very hard to accept. <laughs> it's going to be a massive. Uh, it's going to be a huge uh, championship event. But that, but the thing there though is, will they not just increase the standard though? Possibly the year after, and then it'll be like two thirty for the championship, and no one will get in. But you know who's who's stopped? Because at least people say, oh yeah, if you, I, you know, you could you could do you could give anyone your number anyway. But who's what's stopping me? okay, I'm fortunate enough to, to run a time to qualify, but what's stopping someone who's not capable of running a championship or a good phrase time, just giving their watch to someone who can? If someone for one, some of your mates phone you up, Kyle, and says, Kyle, you fancy just uh, running a 74 half or a 243 marathon and on the D-side line, which is pretty comfortable for you, yeah. send me the GPX file, let me use it. I mean, that's, that's the type of thing that, you know, and I think they need to be very, it really puts a lot of trust out in the runners, which is maybe a good thing. Maybe, and I think as long as people don't start to take the piss, it's okay. But I think I'm not a huge fan of virtual racing anyway. We've seen how wildly inaccurate it can be. And I'm telling you what, someone's going to run it on a, on a bloody 400 meter track and, and, and come out miles short. These are the, I'm sure they will clarify in due course. You can't do it in things like a, it's got to be out and back or it's got to be a loop or there's bigger than a mile or something. But I'm Did telling you, all your watches have cadence like, sensors too. So if you were on a bike, you'd have to like do that, you know? What have you used the Strava app though? <laughs> what? What have you used the Strava app? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Anyway, like, I'm, cadence, it's a bit... even in a Strava app, if you're running, you'll, you'll sense the, the, the motion. Mm. I don't know. 
Anyway, I'm being I'm maybe, RPM would be zero if you're on a bike. Perhaps I'm being a bit bah humbuggy. I think it's I, I feel bad for London. I'm I'm gut I am despite my gripes on here in the last few weeks, I am gutted London's not happening. Um and I think I am not sure I, I can't I don't know if I can what I think is the right call or not. I, I guess it's a difficult time. But I think the I would love to know what what changed. They went from in the space of a week. It was we're going to go ahead to we're not doing anything till October twenty one. So I really I would love to know what happened, what new information they got in that week. And if it was, they should be transparent. If it was, do you know what the government or local council said no? Tell us. You know, I think that's what people want to know. Yeah, just be honest. Anyway, so that is the end of our London Marathon rant. We've been running. I've been banging on about it for months. So now we can, <laughs> can all finally move on. Okay. <laughs> Kyle looks delighted. Jesus. Well, I mean, I mean, twenty four hours. That's uh, boring as well, eh? Who wants to watch someone run for twenty four hours? Jesus. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will. <laughs> right. Oh, ne- next bit of news I wanted to yeah. throw in there was Donny Campbell. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I mean, going from, from marathons to something a bit longer and more exciting, I mean, that's something. So basically what he's doing is he's running or he's, he's trying to complete the most Moreaus and all the Moreaus as quick as he can, really. So he's, uh, Donny Campbell's a Salomon ultra runner uh, from Scotland and he plans to run, cycle and kayak between the 282 mountains and yeah, he's set an ambitious schedule to try and beat Stephen Pike's 2010 record of 39 days, nine hours and six minutes. That's some going that, eh? Oh. Man. So you, every day you've got to, what was on average, was that not like 40 minerals a day or something? So, not 40, well, yeah, 20, so, yeah yesterday he did, so yesterday, which was the 11th, he did 12 minerals, he did Schahalian, um, and he was around about Ben Laura's that sort of part of the world. The day before he did twelve, uh, the day before he did nine. Sorry, he did eleven. So he's yeah, it's like between like eight euros a day or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, a few days ago, he was actually he was over our way. He did uh, Mount Keen, Loch Degar, uh, that circuit. Um, so yeah, it's quite uh, it's incredible. And he's self uh, as Kyle said, self propelled, which is you know, you know, really impressive. Mucha. Well, we uh, we saw Donny at the Ben Rinnis, didn't we? Ben Rinnis Hill Race. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so well, well, Donny, if you good luck, and if anyone wants to follow his progress, we'll put the live track on the notes. Um, yeah. You know, he's probably still no doubt he's still going. So yeah, good luck with that one. And, you know, uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> It would be amazing if Donny's listening to this on a, like on one of his other <laughs> 200 odd Monroes he's going up. Donny, yeah, keep going, mate. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, you're almost there. Not. Sorry. <laughs> nah, you'll get there. And, and another guy who's also uh, doing quite well is he's not he's not a Scottish guy, but he does host a, a British ultra running podcast, and we'll give him some credit. Uh, is Dan Lawson. So he's. Um, Running the the jog, so the lands into Johnny Groups and trying to beat the chat the record for the met for the men. So um, yeah, don't know what that record is, but uh, I think it's something like nine days. We chatted about it last week, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah, uh, can't remember what it is. Uh, you know the jog. I've been thinking about that a lot since we talked about it last week. For was it Carla Molinari? I think her name was who, who broke the the, the yeah, female record. Sorry. 
I mean, it's just bonkers. I've been going over my head what you would, as a route, which way you would go, because I was really surprised to discover she came up through the Pentlands. I assumed it would be more of a kind of straight up, you know, basically straight up the M6. That's sort of part, you know, you know that 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 direction. But I need to, and I haven't actually in this week. I've been meaning to to jump onto to to the FKT site and and look at the route they're using or any website. Well, they are. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's, the the record's ten days and two hours, um, and basically that's the average eighty to hundred miles a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely that's nasty. Uh, I think there's a guy who's got the record of Andy Rivet record of nine days and two hours, which has been called into question. Apparently, um, mm. I don't know why that is, but uh, he's just Dan's decided to keep it real by going for the more recognised record of ten days and two hours. It's still a huge task, but uh, it is a good article in Fast Running. Um, but yeah, we'll send a link also to the, the on the live tracker. Um, if the podcast goes up before he breaks it, hopefully. Um, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, good luck, Dan. That's another one um, doing well. Yeah, I the, think that's the news, is it? That is the last thing I'm going to plug. Call to arms, jump on the Spotify listeners and give us your tunes. We've already had yeah. the congratulations. Matthew Daly was the first listener to jump on. He's thrown on a, he's added a classic um, Eminem, uh, Lose Yourself classic classic <laughs> pumping uh, motivational song to the trs tunes playlist so remember listeners this is going to be something that's going to fuel kyle through the the 24 hours so get your favorite shot favorite tunes on there get your go, power ballads in make me cry just go, just go on spotify search for trs tunes find that playlist and then you should any if you like it when you're then listening to any other song you can hit options and then add to playlist and trs tunes should appear as a as a playlist that's fantastic. But other than that, Tommy, I think we're all good to go and to retire and get some dinner Absolutely. after our hard workouts we've had. What's up, what's up for you in the next few days or so? Well, before we do that, I'm just going to shout, I'm going to go TRS Run of the Week. Uh, I think TRS Run of the Week is going to be, for me, Miles Edwards. I think it's Miles has had injury issues. He's a we're biased. He's a previous host. He's a pal of the show. He's had a difficult uh, year of injuries, and you know, and I'm sure his that to run a PB like that, I mean, he'll be chuffed. I'm sure his, you know, Mel will be delighted looking down at that and chuffed a bit to see him smash through the sub 15 barrier. So Miles, good on you, mate. TRS run of the week. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Boom. Fantastic, Miles. Now this challenge. If I break the record of some sort, you can, am I going to be the run of the week? Yes, you. Oh, so there we go. You have, if, you have to break. You have to break a world record. Otherwise, <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. You're. You only get. Oh. You're. Yeah. That's the. That, that's the incentive. And we'll remind right, you of that. There you go. I'd love to be the run of the week. Boom. Well, on that note, folks, I think we're rambling again. Uh, if any of you do want, if any of you want to contact us, you can contact us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website, tartanrunningshorts.com. Facebook handles at tartanrunningshorts. Instagram at tartanrunningshorts. And Twitter is at tartanshorts. And then I suppose that the last thing I want to mention is I've, I've started a, a new coaching business. of It's called TRS Training. So 
if anyone, any listeners are, uh, are looking for any advice in terms of training, um, either a training program or want a little bit more in, intensive, um, yeah, in, in, intensive sessions, one-to-one sessions, uh, be it virtual or face-to-face. Um, yeah, I'm your man now. So, I'm, yeah, I'm starting off this. I've already got a few runners who uh, help out and have all been doing really, really well, getting PBs, getting faster. So, uh, I'd be absolutely delighted to help you guys out. Um, you know, re- whether or not you've just started running or you're a seasoned runner. So, yeah, just get in touch with me um, on the, the, the platforms, the Tartan Running Shorts platform, um, or you can email me at kyle at trs-training.com. And I've also got a website called trs-training.com as well. So there you go. There's a, there's a plug for you. The, 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 show's been, the show's sponsored by TRS Training this week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. Does that mean I get like a freebie? I get uh, as a, usually the sponsors give us like a vest or something. So do I get like a free <laughs> a free one on one consultation? I don't know what you get. Um, I'll, I'll think about it. So listeners, I've uh, I I was last year when we when he was doing them. I went to the TRS. Uh, what do we call it? RIP Running Injury Prevention. And uh, right. yeah, I've got Kyle's got a real. He knows what he's doing. He's not only he's got the qualification. He's got the yeah. He he knows. He knows his stuff. He's 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 great with that sort of thing. So I, you know, as someone who's been to those classes, yeah. I, I, if you're looking for a, a bit of PT support, he's your man. Thank you very much for the plug, Tom. Much appreciated. Very good. Well, on that note, folks, thanks again for listening, and we will uh, catch up with you next week again. Bye. And that's a wrap.